It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I am in Arizona doing comedy at the comedy con. Well, I'm staying at the comedy condo right now. I'm not doing comedy there. I'm at the house of comedy. But I got my buddy here, one of the greatest fighters I know, of course. I only know one fighter. Uh, David Michaud, the Bulldog. How are you, David? I'm doing good. Had a good time last night and having a good time today. Thank you for coming to the show. That was awesome that you came last night, by the no, way. No, it was. Thanks for. Letting me know you were going to be here because it was a great time. Thank you. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, if you need marijuana, you need it delivered, you don't want to go to the, 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 the dispensary. You go there. You got to look. People are going to judge you. You're going to leave the, the car. Everyone's like, oh, that, that's my math teacher. That's my English teacher. That's the guy. You, you know, it's when I work. Go get it delivered. California, Speedweed. Go to speedweed.com. Everything edibles, vapes. Uh, CBD oil. I know my back is killing. I put CBD oil on it, the roll-on. I feel so much better. Uh, everything you need, they have at speedweed.com. Mention Roasted. You get $10 off orders over $100. Now, do, they, um, do they have a store that you can go to or... You only it's all online. All, all on, I think they're opening up a store. I think in like uh, I think in Lancaster. I believe. Don't quote me on that. But uh, uh, so we just actually started over again because uh, the sound was bad, and now it sounds better. So my buddy David, you were you were telling me. Um, uh, so the last night of the show, I'm on stage, and there's this like huge tall black guy with a beautiful white girl and I'm like oh uh, uh, what do you do and he's like, I think I called him the cast of Get Out 2 and he's like oh uh, I'm, I'm an Indian I'm like oh wow we have three Indians now and I pointed to you your girlfriend and him and he was laughing he actually uh, I looked him up he was actually a number one pick got a 2.5 million dollar signing bonus out of high school uh, Will Benton uh, the dude is like 19 years old but he, he's a nice guy he gave a lot of that money to his church and, and to his family, and he said he's still driving his old like '97 Honda. I give the guy a lot of. He seems like a real nice guy. But uh, I digress. So when I, when I, when I talked to, when I called him Indian, and I called I called you an Indian. Do you get upset with that? Is that is that a derogatory term? Because I don't really know. No, it's like it doesn't really matter to most people. I don't think you know anybody that I know. If you call them Indian or Native, then it's just they can be interchangeable. Um, if someone's trying to run you down or be offensive, you can tell. So it's just kind of how you say things. Most now, of the time. Now, now, as far as Redskin, I know that's a big controversy. Some people are like, oh, they shouldn't be called the Redskins. They call the Redskins. People are upset. People are not. Uh, how do you and how do people that you, uh, you used to live with, now you live in Arizona, but on the reservation, how do, how do they feel about that? Uh, I mean, like Redskin... It was it was a scalp of a native person that was sold to the government, you know, as proof of like your kill. So that's not that cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not that cool. Yeah, but, I think it's worse than not that cool. But yeah, of course. 
Well, if if you do say that you're offended, then a lot of people take offense to like people who are offended. offended yeah, that, you know, yeah. so that's a weird. They're like, oh, you don't have any right, or oh, you're so. Yeah, but if there was a term like I'm Jewish, if there was a term for Jews getting thrown into ovens at the Holocaust, and then we named a football team after that, I would be like, no, you can't call them. That's horrible. I mean, uh, yeah, and yeah, then I, people would be on Twitter saying, oh, you soft, or you. Yeah, social I mean, justice warrior. <laughs> I mean, if they called, like, 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 if it was like, okay, it's the Kansas City Holocaust survivors uh, uh, versus not, not even a yeah. survivor. It's something even worse. It's, yeah, it's Kansas City heaves or something, right? Or something. And then I would be like, no, you can't call people heaves. That, that's so. That is bullshit. That they actually keep that. Yeah, but it is what it is. <laughs> now, I mean, growing up, um, you grew up on the reservation. We're gonna, we're, we're, this is going to be a David Michelle story oh. because I think this is a good story, and uh, and I've always appreciated you. And I think uh, you're a very humble guy. You're very funny too. I always notice that people who've had it the worst, they're pe- who people who have not had it the worst, but people who've gone through the most struggle, seem to have the best sense of humor. Uh, for example, like a lot like Mexicans in America, I know it's going to be a good show if there's Mexicans they're going to laugh. Black people usually they laugh the hardest. Jewish people have uh, sense of humor, and Native Americans. I've never had a Native American person one time. I had someone complain because I, I was like, I don't know, maybe it was I was 15 years ago and I was in Maine and someone said they were Native and I said how, and then they got really upset. <laughs> That's actually um, how is actually from my tribe. That's in the Lakota language. That's how you say. It. That's high. So why would why would they get upset? <laughs> maybe just because well. Maybe just because it's not their language, I don't know. Oh, that's why it wasn't that it was derogatory towards natives. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, like, if someone said, yeah. uh, if somebody said, "Hell, you're American. What's up?" And they were from, <laughs> and they were from, I don't know. They were they were Chinese, and they were like, "What's up?" I would laugh, right? That would. I don't. Know. But he, but they get the woman wrote me a long letter saying how I couldn't shouldn't say how. To a native person, and, I, and I, I was like, you know what? That I did not. I meant it to be funny. I didn't mean it to, be, to, to piss you off, you know. So I could, I but you know, sometimes you, that's the line. You know, that's the, like Chappelle said, you have to dare to be wrong. Yeah, and, and that I was wrong. So that being said, so you 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 grow up. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I got one younger sister, but um, a lot of cousins, a lot of, and they were always around. So it was. Mostly like brothers too. Now your parents, your parent. What do your parents do? They're both teachers. Both my teachers. dad teaches high school. And my mom teaches middle school, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. On the reservation. Yeah. Okay, so both parents very, very smart. Uh, now, well, they're, they're teachers. Now, I want to say, by the way, when you grow up on a reservation, like in American history, they gloss over how bad. Native Americans were treated. I mean, you. I mean, you would you would assume that everyone got along all the time. And at, like Thanksgiving, we had a big party, and like the Indians were dancing, and the village people. Like, like you never actually. Um, but in on the reservation, do they actually tell the truth of what happened? Well, where so where I'm from, it's right next. Uh, the Wounded Knee Massacre site is probably about. We'll we'll say it's fifteen, just for a nice oh, round oh. number. It's fifteen miles from my hometown. And what is that? Uh, in eighteen ninety, between well, depending on who you ask, between two hundred and three hundred natives were killed on the reservation while they were giving up their guns by the Seventh Cavalry. Oh. And I think most most people consider that like the end of the Indian Wars, the end of the of the end of Indian. So they lost the back. war. 
they they said, were on the reservation. They, they, they said, you know what? Okay, we lost. Here are our guns. And, and as, rather than and just take the were, guns. As they were giving the guns back, they said a scuffle broke out and they killed everyone that was in camp. What a bunch of assholes. That's, well, that sucks. Okay, so that was so that's, that was 15 miles from where you grew up. Yeah, and there's a so there's a big mass grave with however many bodies. It was in it was actually December 29th, December 30th around then. And so every year at that time there's a big ride like guys get on their horses and they ride a couple hundred miles to commemorate it in wow. the middle of winter. And they just, just did it. Yeah, and this one this year that when they did it it was like Below zero the whole time. Can you can't you, can you be like, all right, we'll do, we'll do it next year. We'll like ride twice. Or, 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 uh, it's gonna probably be cold next year too. Yeah, it was bad this year. Man. So okay, so that happened 15 miles. So they did talk about that in school. Yeah, um, that's probably. I mean, I feel like I don't know. I feel like a lot of. I feel like that's probably one of the more well known things that happen. Even so, even on the old Ninja Turtles game, the Turtles in Time. There was a stage called Bury My Shell at Wounded Knee. Because <laughs> there's a book called Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. Wow. So that's, so that's where you guys get Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's, we that's got Ninja Turtles. So hey, that's, nothing, that's, that's where people would find history. Yeah. Ninja, wow. That's, there's never any, like, there's never any um, like mention of Pine Ridge in any like media or anything. So anytime we had anything, that was pretty, pretty cool. So you grow up. Okay, so you're young. And how many people are in your, in your, in your tribe? Ooh. Um... Well, so that are enrolled, there's probably, I think they say like thirty to 40,000, but probably 20, maybe fifteen to 20,000 people live on the res. 50,000 people. Now, is it like a regular town? Because I've never been to a, a native, but like I did a show in Washington, and a lot of people came, and they're like, oh, we live on the reservation. They happen to have a lot of cash on them. Uh, yeah, these well... Our res is not like a Washington res. So in Washington, how the res is in Washington, they're closer to the cities and stuff. So their casinos make a lot more money so they can hire a lot of a lot more of their people. Our casino is kind of in the middle of nowhere because we're in South Dakota. So we're in the middle of nowhere. Our nearest town, our nearest city, I guess, is Rapid City. And that's got about 65,000 people. And that's 100 miles away. So we're kind of kind of in the middle of nowhere like there's not the nearest walmart was uh 55 60 miles away so to just get you know basic so what necessities you, so you, you have to go well why wouldn't someone open up a store on the reservation uh there's a lot of there's a lot of red tape um to open up something on the res it's a lot harder than to open it up off the res because well <laughs> So there's a lot of I don't know how to explain it. It's so you can't, so, you, it's you, sovereign you, land, but so you can't just open up a store. Is what you're saying? You got to go. So you got to go through the federal government, then state government, then local government, and then tribal government. You got to get all of that taken oh care God. of to open something up. So it just takes a lot more. So it's a lot easier for people to open. Like a new dollar store just opened right on the border of the res. And a new family dollar. So, like, it was just, it's easier for them just to open up in Nebraska right on the border than it is to open up on the res. 
Right, right, right. So, but how, how do you guys st- stack up for stuff? Like, I mean, if you if your nearest Walmart's hundred miles away, which is probably two hours drive, how do you stack up for? I don't know. Like, you need toilet paper, or you need you need toothpaste, or you need water, or you need food. What do you do? Yeah, there's a there's one store in town, Sioux Nation, but it's. It's a little more expensive than like going to Walmart or oh, something. What a jerk! And, <laughs> the, the guy hacks up prices of his own people. And um, but most people, you know, they'll be able to go and first of the month get their EBT and they go to the store and. Okay, so people up. go to Walmart. The Walmart is probably packed the first of the month. Yeah. Oh wow! So the whole reservation, sixty thousand people show up to Walmart. It's like Black Friday every every yeah. Monday. So there was actually. A Chappelle joke about that. He said he saw a gathering of ten thousand natives. It was at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course, that's what you do. So okay, so so you you grow up now. Your school, the actual school itself, has how many people in your elementary school? Whew. I don't know. In my graduating class, we had like 70, 75 kids, and we was the largest class that we ever had. So wow. So small schools. Yeah, it's not too big. And we I went to the biggest school on the res. But in South Dakota, there's a lot even smaller schools than that. So it's it, there's a couple high schools on the res, but we'll get kids from like as far as 60 miles away. The buses go out and pick them up. So for those guys, it's tough, especially in winter. They got to do know. an hour to school? Yeah. Fuck. So they're waiting, they're waiting outside at like, Six six thirty in the morning during winter for the bus to pick them up. And I was then- so spoiled. I like literally. I used to always wake up late. I'd be eating breakfast and I would watch the bus pass me. And the kids would all and you could see like my window and the kids would point and laugh at me and be like, "Aha, you missed the bus again." And then and then my my dad or my housekeeper used to drive. Me. Anyway, I don't want to say a housekeeper, but yes, yeah, so, so anyway, okay, so the help, huh? The help. So so you 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 grow up now. You were a star football player. You were uh, a star wrestler, but do you only play other kids in the reservation? No, we played kids all around, and from wrestling, we'd travel all around. Um, there's tournaments all over the place. We couldn't really do duels because we didn't have a big enough team. We didn't. So, my senior year, we only had three guys on the team. So, no one. I mean, we didn't want to duel anyone, and no one would yeah. want to duel us because they had have. 11 kids who didn't have matches. They should do a movie about a white kid who sneaks on the reservation. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, did you know... Who sneaks on and does what? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, you know, like, Soul Man was the white kid who pretended to be black to, like, get into school. Uh, and he got into school that way. I mean, now, growing up, did, did people tell you, like, don't trust white people? Like, they're just going to fuck you over. They have no. germs. They have, they have germs. They're they have dirty. STDs. No, well, my dad's not from the res. My dad's white. My mom's from the res, and she's native. But so, oh, your dad moved onto the res. Yeah. Oh, so he met a Native American girl. Yeah. Well, they were in college, and they met, and then he moved, and so he's, she got wow. pregnant. And was it hard for him? Did the people not accept him on the res at first? No, he, he's always felt like it was just home. Really? Yeah. Oh, they weren't like get away with it. Really, I would think there'd be some sort of racism or uh, bigotry. No, I towards- mean, there still are people. There's still people that don't like white people, but you know, in the schools, half the teachers are from off the res. So, uh, if you I mean, white you, teacher, there's always you're always going to see it. And then if you have if you have a TV, like you see everything that's on TV is mostly white people anyway. So, now, are the teachers allowed to bring their white kids on the res? Yeah, so most of the, most of the teachers will send their kids to different schools, though. Why? 
It's just the way. Are it the is. schools not as good there? Um, there's some of the lower rated schools. Really? Around. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you, so you, now you, so there's three kids on the wrestling team. How do you wrestle with three kids on the team? Uh, I'd wrestle my dad. He was the coach, and then. We had another. Did that beat you? I mean, did that try? <laughs> oh, he couldn't beat. Me. Uh, last time he was beating me was probably when I was fourteen or fifteen. Probably fifteen. Then I was starting to beat him. You were you were pitting your dad. Yeah. Now was that kind of like hard on your dad? I mean, that guy has been hard on your dad to know that your son was <laughs> kicking his ass. Well, he's not the biggest guy. I had some size on him. So I had that. My dad used to be like when my dad. He was, my dad he's old to, and beat up. When I was younger, my dad. But I don't care how what that poster says, or I don't care what that trophy. I'll still whip your ass. He would tell me that. He would still beat my. I'm like, there's no fucking way. But it doesn't matter. I, I still let him believe that. Uh, but you people. Produce- uh, even some of his high school kids, they'll be like, "Oh, could you still beat up Bulldog?" Even today, wow. and he's like, "What are you talking about?" Like he's he's a pro fighter. He's beating up real pro fighters. But you wrestled in high school at one eighty five, right? Uh, it was one eighty nine. One eighty nine. Now it's and you fought at one forty five. No, I fought at fifty five twice, and that was tough. When I wrestled in high school, I didn't really cut. I only I guess I weighed probably eighty five, eighty six, and I just never cut. My um my sophomore year I cut to 160, and that wasn't the hardest cut. Then my junior year I got hurt, couldn't really practice, so I wrestled at 89, and I lost at state. And then I got hurt, and I had to forfeit out. So the next year I was looking either at 71 or 89. I could have made 71. It wouldn't have killed me. But I just wanted to go 89 so I could try to wrestle the guy who beat me the year before. Right. Oh, okay. Did you beat him? Uh, we didn't end up wrestling. He oh. ended up losing in the semis, and I ended up wrestling someone else. In the and you were the state champ of South Dakota. Yeah, and that, and that's all. That's not just reservations. That's all schools. Yeah, that's 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 a big deal. Uh, I mean, South Dakota's not the. There's still some good wrestling not, there. They do every every couple of years. We'll get some pretty good guys. Um, now one kid's pretty good from South Dakota. He was, he was in. I think he was for Titan for a little bit. Uh, he was a younger kid. Um, Bice. Yeah, said Bice. So right? me and Bice, he was in my region, and we we were at the same tournaments. Um, he graduated the same year as me. The year that I won it, my senior year, it was his senior year, and he got the Outstanding Wrestler Award. He was, I don't know, he had a lot of matches. He was like fifty five and zero or something. But yeah, he was he was a beast too. Wow. Now there was I remember watching video of you taking like logs and like or like kegs and like throwing them over your head in high school like what 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 was that uh so just one of the so my dad he's the kind of the strength and conditioning coach and then he would do kind of like amateur strongman and his classes would do all kinds of different stuff like that we drag chains and like the atlas stones we had instead of stones we had um stumps called an atlas stump so we did just a bunch of different stuff like that so it was pretty fun did you get into any fights at all on the reservation were there a lot of fights there uh some kids get in a lot of fights i didn't really get into many fights well i i had my first mma fight when i was 15 so after that like i had beat up a guy that was like 24 wow. so people I mean, no one in high school really was gonna, you know. Because I remember to, like, watching that video on the Ultimate Fighter when they sent in that video, uh, and they were everybody felt like you were their hope. It was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, then I just lose the no. first fight. <laughs> Whatever, we'll get to that in a second. But it was like you were like the legend of Bulldog. Like you were like the 
the kid out of the reservation that was going to make it. Uh, did that did that add undue pressure on you? No, I never. I've never really felt like it pressured me any. I just felt like it was support. Like it was kind of lifting me up. You know, I never. Like that never, whenever I think about that, like if I think, oh, so-and-so's dependent on me or all these kids are looking up to me, I never felt like that was heavy on me. I felt like that just kind of was more momentum for me to keep going. Yeah, no, that was that was pretty cool. Though. Like It was almost like out of a movie. They had you like throwing <laughs> fucking kegs in like a barn and like a bunch of old men were standing around looking at you and it was like, this is our guy. Uh, and it was, it, was, it was pretty cool. You were also the valedictorian. valedictorian. So you, you had a 4-0 in high school? Yeah. And that's that's and insane. Had, a, had some academic scholarships to go to college. Now why did you pick South Dakota State out of all places? Um, I know that you're in South I wanted Dakota, to go but... there and play football. I played football my first year and, you know, felt like I wasn't really going to ever get too much playing time. Like I probably wouldn't see the field too much until my junior year. You linebacker, maybe running back? Running back and then maybe get some playing time, some good playing time, not until my senior year. And, you know, I was never going to be in the NFL. Were like, they D1? Yeah, they, were, they had just gone D1 then. D1 AA or what's it called, the football championship series, and then the big schools are the football bowl series or whatever. So, yeah, they were D1 AA. And so after, you know, after the first year, like, I was never going to go pro in football. I knew that. I'm 5'9", not running a 4'2 anytime soon. So I talked to the wrestling coach, asked him about wrestling, and they – they needed guys at my size. They didn't have anybody at 84. And so I said I'd go on if he would allow me to still fight because the football coach didn't want me to fight. So he said that would be all right. But I think he just he didn't want me to fight, but they needed a guy yeah. just to fill out the weights. So I jumped in, and I was still able to get some fights while I was in college. and get you, some Yeah, you went 4-1 and one as an amateur. No, no. So that's what it says. I actually went like twelve and three as an amateur, um, and those were I think those were all before I graduated high school. Wow, is that legal? <laughs> Probably not anymore. I don't know. Some kids still get some, but like I wanted to, I kind of wanted to turn pro before I was out of high school. But um, talking to like the. South Dakota High School Athletic Commission. It was kind of murky if I'd still be able to do sports. Now, I know you wrestled in high school, but when you're training to do amateur fighting, do you have any boxing experience, any jiu-jitsu experience? So a lot of guys box around where I'm from. You know, they go to, like, the kids' golden gloves and stuff. So I was training with them. A couple of my cousins would do it and some of my other buddies, and then they wanted to start fighting. So it's like, all right, we'll come in, we'll wrestle, we'll box. And that's how I got my... You know, my start, we didn't have any kickboxing or Muay Thai instructors. The nearest was probably either in Denver or Sioux Falls, which are both about 350, 400 miles away. So it's not like we could just go get some of that. There was no real jujitsu instructors. There were no black belts within so how did, you, how did you end up learning any of this? <laughs> Watch UFC and be with my dad and be like, oh, look at that. Let's try that and lay on the floor and try okay. to choke each other. Now, that's 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 crazy. Uh, so, so when did you actually walk into a real gym? Uh, after I went to college, the first gym I went to was Next Edge Academy. Went down, 
and that was even then it was um an hour from where i went to college so went down trained there got hooked up with my he still i still consider my coach bruce hoyer he runs next edge in sioux falls and you know i really i really enjoyed it they got some good guys there so you walk into next edge you have wrestling and you have some boxing you don't really have any jujitsu other than what you no. saw on tv yeah and now who were the guys that were training there at the time um so ben win he was there Shayna baszler was there uh jordan larson he's doing pretty good for himself in um He's in LFA and kind of victory now. And those were probably the main guys that were fighting. There were some other guys that were fighting, but still local. And then didn't really get too How did you do against, like, now who who did you pair up with? Well, Jordan was probably the only one my size, but, you know, go with everyone. I know. I mean, did people like, oh, wow, you have good wrestling, but your submission defense sucks? Or were they, I mean, like, Ben, I mean, was anybody, were people impressed by you? Was it nerve wracking? I'm sure no one was impressed by me. (laughs) Really? No. I mean, you you wrestled four years in college, right? Well, this was when I was 19. This was my, whenever I had just got to college, because I was still looking for somewhere to train. I wanted, I still wanted to. Um, well, I guess this was probably, yeah, I was 19 and after football season because it was hard to get any time to get away. But yeah, I mean, I went in, I told, they asked if I did anything. I told my wrestled for a long time and got in there and start rolling around. Okay. Now, I mean, do you have a, a lot, a lot of times people walk into new gyms and they feel like they have a target on their back. Or they feel like, oh shit, I gotta. Even when I go to like curves or whatever, and like, <laughs> yeah, what the ladies? Yeah, are. yeah. I mean, I always feel like in like some ways, like I have to like like impress people. Like I have to show them that like, hey, I know what I. Did you feel like that a little bit? Like you were you going the pads extra hard? Did anyone try to go extra hard in sparring and like see if you were any good? Did Ben Wynn try to fuck you up? Talk to me. No, Ben's a super nice guy. Um, but we're like he hadn't been training too much, and I. You know, I was way bigger than him too, but like guys were real nice. Obviously, I felt like I had to kind of show that I knew knew something. Yeah, yeah. and without any actual true jujitsu training, like I I knew some stuff. I knew some jujitsu, and my defense was still decent. Like I could I could roll with most guys, and if I'm just defending, not get tapped. But yeah, they accepted me right away. Um, That's nice. And but yeah, any gym you go to, you're always gonna feel like people are looking at you, wondering if, oh, of course, wondering of course. if yeah, the coaches yeah. are green lighting you, letting them yeah, try yeah. to put oh, you away. Yeah, yeah. Now you hear about alcoholism in the Native American, I and mean, you hear it all the time. Like the, I don't want to know if it's a stereotype or it's true that this, it's just a really bad on the reservation. Is that how it is? I mean, do you do you see like you walk to the store and just people just passed out or drunk or beating their kids? Like what, what what's it like? Well, I mean, they say stereotypes come from somewhere. Um, there are, there's probably more, well, I don't know. It's hard to say because I feel like a lot of people drink, but they're just functioning alcoholics. Like, right. I know a lot of people just that are functioning alcoholics that will drink 10 beers a night and wake yeah. up the next morning and go to job like every night. So, but yeah, I think that there is, there is a lot, you know, a lot of people do drink and there are panhandlers, um, you know, like hobos kind of asking for change outside the store and stuff. But I don't know. It It's probably a higher percentage than on other places. But, I mean, kids that you went to high school with, do you see them now and they're like full-fledged alcoholics or? 
Well, the ones that are, I don't normally see them. Right. I mean, but you hear about it still. Now, and, now in high school, you know. So like, now, what's getting big? And I guess it's not just on the res, but um, is meth yeah. that's starting to get big. Um, one of my cousins, she went to jail for it, and, and her and the guy she was selling with, like, gotten kind of bad with the mob or whatever the, the, mo- car- what? the cartel or the Native American cartel. No, oh. Um, from Denver or something. The Denver cartel? Damn. <laughs> and so like that's that's probably the biggest thing now that well from what I'm hearing anyway, like I'm not there, you know, I go back whenever I can. Like after a fight I'll go back for two weeks or something. Now you must be though, when you when you go back now and you're a UFC you were in the UFC and you're still fighting I, I mean, is it a big deal? Are people like, oh, there's Bulldog. Are you like, a, are you like the Michael Jordan of the Michael? Uh, I mean, I feel like whenever I go somewhere, people will recognize me and, you know, they'll want to shake my hand or get a picture. Sometimes, most, um, like, mostly if I go somewhere, people always want to talk or. Do any guys ever try to test you out in the bar? Like, I could fuck him up. I bet. No, well, there's no bars. There's no, there's no bars in Pine Ridge. On the res, it's a dry res. So oh, wow. Alcohol's illegal. So why, so why do people think they're alcoholics there? Well, because there is. I mean, how long was weed illegal? But. Oh, oh wow. That's crazy. What happens if you go with alcohol? Um, so if you are caught with alcohol, you got to sit eight hours. If you sit by yourself for eight hours, uh, well, they throw you in jail for eight hours. So they just say you got to sit eight hours. But even if you, so if you get pulled over or if they see you on the street and they give you a breathalyzer and you blow, then you got to sit, which that kind of sucks. Like say you're off the res drinking, then you got someone who's, you know, who's a, who's your DD and they're driving you home. They pull you over and they give you a breathalyzer. Your DD's good. They breathalyze you. Uh, then you would still have to sit. So that's now does it go on your record or anything. Do you have a record? No, or, or just, you I just don't sit? think I don't, I've never, I've never had it. Because I don't drink, so I've never had it, but I don't think it really goes on your record or anything. How I did think. you end up being such a good kid? Like, it just seems like you had all the opportunities to be a fuck up. I mean, you, I mean, you're, you're no offense, but it just seems like you, you have a lot of, people have a lot of victimhood, and especially now. Oh, I'm bad because, look how I grew up. Yeah. But you look, guy like, kid like you, you get a 4-0, you play two sports, two sport college athlete. How does that happen? <laughs> just got lucky, I guess. Come on. I mean, is there something in you that, like, did you, when you were younger, did you, was it really good parenting from your dad and mom? Did, I mean, I thought they were good parents. Um, I felt like they kind of put me on the right path, so... I'm sure that had something to do with it, but was it also success when you got a little success in sports that that felt good and people were like good job you want to get more of that? I don't know about that. I've never really considered myself too successful, so oh really being the only person <laughs> and forty thousand people want to make the UFC or one well, of the people in general. I, I think you're pretty to be a you know a valedictorian, a professional athlete. I, I would say you're pretty successful. Uh, I mean. There's hundreds, there's thousands of professional athletes and valedictorians walking around too, though. Not really. Yeah, thousands out of like out of the twenty billion people who live on on the planet or whatever it is. Now, um, now women, right? Because I've I've seen some hot Native American women. Uh, I don't I don't I now your your girlfriend is one of them actually. Um, well, thank you. And now, when did you guys start dating? Uh, ooh, jeez, but. Seven and a half years ago. Seven. So you're 29. Seven, so you were 22. 
Yeah, I guess. Now, at high school, do you get the hottest chicks in high school? Were you the, were you the man in high school? You seem kind of nerdy. I don't think so. Like, I, I am pretty nerdy, You yeah. seem like you were scared. Like, the girls would have liked you, but you were scared of rejection. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how I was. That's basically it, yeah. But I don't know if they would have liked me. Did you, did, did you go to prom? I didn't go to prom, no. I uh, I actually got asked if, by a few people, but I wasn't all about that dressing up life. I was actually oh, getting laid. You weren't about <laughs> having a good time. No, I was I was goth. I wasn't going to put a suit on. You were goth kid. Oh yeah, I had the chain pants and everything. Jesus, really? Oh yeah, I've been looking for some pictures and I can't find any because you know goth people they don't take pictures. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, they're, they're just polite. <laughs> so you were goth. You were in the Marilyn Manson and uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, I mean. Uh, Listen to some of the songs. Like he's not a bad artist. No, no, I, no. I'll still listen to who, some who of you the into? songs. Um, like Papa Roach. Uh, what it's was even, it? It's not goth. Like, did you paint your fingernails? I did. Like, I think a few times. Oh yeah. Oh God. Eyeliner? I never put eyeliner on. So I tried and I couldn't. So like, I would get squeamish whenever it would get close to my eye. Gee, wow, that's horrible. <laughs> That's I know ridiculous. I was I was too um, too scared to be there goth. Some hot I guess goth girls, no, no hot cutters in the group or like <laughs> yeah. or, or chicks that you were there any? You, did you get laid? When was the first time you got laid? You were how old? Like fifteen or sixteen, probably. Oh, so you got you got laid in high school? Uh, yeah. Like, well, after every fight, it was kind of easy. A- after your pro fights, well, no, after amateur my fight. amateur fights, yeah. So you. What with like these girls must have been older, some of them, yeah. I mean, how like twenty? Yeah. Is that oh? So you were banging hot. Now were these fights on the reservation? No, um, there were there were never any MMA fights on the res until I was already like out of college. So you're a 15 year old kid. Your dad drives you to the fight, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, had a, I could drive. Okay, <laughs> okay, you drive to the fight. You go beat up an old man. Right? One time when I was, I think I was 16, I fought a guy that was like 38 or 39. He was balding. He, oh, it was weird. He was balding, but he had a, um, what, a, like a ponytail. And yeah, it was weird. Wow. And he looked, he looked real weird. Wow. I kind of felt bad for him. Luke Rockhold? No. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, so the, and, and you knocked him out? Uh, no, I think I TKO, uh, Ground and pound. So it's okay. So you, you, you drive over there. You're 15 years old. Drive by yourself. And this was at the city. Do you, have a, fight, city. Do you have a camp? A fight camp at all? Um, kind of. We so we'd get all we'd get all our guys together, and we'd have like most of the time on these cards, we'd have four or five guys on there, and so like the whole res it seemed like would go up. I was fight. We'd fight in front of like 2,000, 2,500 people just on these small little local shows. So you knock your guy out. You TKO him. Afterwards, there's an after party. Yeah. And you're 15 years old. You go to the after party. Yeah, and I'm trying to schmooze in there. And grown women are coming up to you and like, hey, nice fight. Yes. Most wow. of the time. And these white girls or black girls or what type of... Just, well, whatever, whatever worked. <laughs> whatever you could take. Yeah. Okay. But then in college, you must have got laid South Dakota State, right? Yeah. I did all right in college, too. Um being a being one an athlete, like even when I was on the football team, I wasn't. I didn't actually play my first year. I was just on the scout team. But 
you know, so I wasn't getting like the nines yeah, and tens, yeah, but yeah. you're getting the fours and fives. And <laughs> well, I wasn't going the, that far. Angel Magana's of the world. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was thinking more like the six and sevens. You right, know? right. Got the it. ones that are like, oh, I can't get to start in quarterback. Uh, the lineman's too fat. Uh, look at this guy. He's I'm not the scout team. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, did you encounter any racism at all when you were in college? Uh, one time when I was in college, they wrote. Um, Prairie niggers go home on the bathroom stall. Wow. Me and my roommate. Um, he was, he's from the same res as me. I never and that's, uh, that's what people, that's what they'll say to, um, like natives on the prairie, I guess. Wow. So you see that and uh, you, you know who did it? You have any suspicions? No. Uh, like, well, one time too, um, me and my roommate were just in our room and I guess some guys were playing video games and they were screaming fucking prairie nigger or something. And so we were like trying to find out who it was, but I don't know. I was like, uh, I mean, and does, that, now does that upset? Obviously it's got to upset you, but do you get mad and punch a wall or do you just say, ah, these people are ignorant assholes. Fuck them. No, I mean like it upsets me, but I try not to let it get to me and no one like they never did it to my face, but I'm pretty light skinned. Most people ain't going to just know that I am native right, right but right. my roommate he he's a darker skinned guy and so if we were together then they might know um but yeah it it's upsetting but i mean me beating up someone's not gonna change yeah. how they feel about natives you know no, it, may, it might actually <laughs> i don't know not for the better probably because i think out loud yeah, yeah. At least. right wow that's 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 wow I, I never even thought of that never heard that term before that's just that's crazy uh yeah so when we were when we was at some fights in south dakota um and me and my girlfriend and my buddy tim welch we were telling crouch about some of the derogatory terms that people use to natives so wow that's okay, so now you go. So now you you graduate with a journalism degree. Yep. Right, which is I don't know what you're doing with that. No, I was working for. So after I graduated, I was actually working for a newspaper, a small, like weekly newspaper that was local to the area, and. But yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of newspapers that are hiring or anything. So what kind of stuff were you writing for the newspaper? Uh, I would do. Everything really. Um, I kind of felt like during sports seasons, I kind of got pigeonholed into that, and I didn't enjoy that the most. But they were easy, like those, and they were good to do whenever I was trying to train for a fight because I was, had a lot of time off still. Now, now, now so you're in college. You you, you kind of realize I'm not going to be in the NFL. <laughs> uh, did you think you'd be a pro fighter? Was that on the agenda? Well, yeah, I was a pro fighter, like. As soon as, after I was done with football, then I probably had my first pro fight right after. So I had my first pro fight when I was 19. Like, Are you making any money on it? I made, pro, I think, so, okay, actually, what I made was, I think I made four and four, 400 and 400, not 4,000 or 40,000. I'm still not making um, right. 40. <laughs> so I made 400 and 400, and they paid me all in ones. No. Out of the... um the concession money. And this is, this is your first fight? This is my first pro Against fight, Curtis yeah. Johnson? Uh, yeah. So you knock out Curtis Johnson, uh, one fight. And Curtis Johnson, he comes out in fucking karate pants. <laughs> he he fought in karate pants. Really? Yeah, there, was no, there was no commission in South Dakota, so I fought the guy in karate pants. 
Uh, so I went out, threw a couple punches. He threw a kick. I caught it, took him down, flattened him out, and pounded him out. So this is 2009, Fury Fight 7. Now, are you, is, is the whole, is the fan, is the, does the reservation come and support your family there? No, this was, this was close to where I went to college at. This was um, 400 miles away from my hometown. And you're still in college at this point? Yeah. I, I was a sophomore, probably. Maybe, yeah. Now, I thought in the U.S. you can't play college sports if you go pro. In that sport. Oh, because so MMA is different than wrestling. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. What it is is you, so, like, I had to go through a lot of stuff with the, I don't, I don't know what they're called. Athletic but, commission kind of thing? Well, the NCAA, so, we they're, oh, compliance officers. Each school has a compliance officer to make sure that all the students are in compliance with their schooling, with their high school classes, whatever they took, and... What it was is I could like I couldn't be on billboards. I couldn't be advertised. So if it was on the like if it's on the radio, they couldn't say my name or something like that. So what what, what, what did they call you? <laughs> well, I think I don't know. I probably wasn't main event. Uh, actually, I think I was main event there because most of those small shows don't have a, like, many pro fights. So I was probably the only pro fight. So I was probably main event, but. So now, did you finish? How'd you do and end up doing in college wrestling? Uh, I didn't do too well. I got second in conference once. The only time I went to conference, I didn't wrestle too much. Um, so the fear of flying thing, like I didn't yeah, right. go to all the things. Um, I think my... So one year... Wait, hold on. I, well, let's get into this fear of flying thing and then get back to that. Because, right, you, you don't want to fly. No. Have you ever flown before? Uh, I guess when I was a baby, my dad took me on a plane. So so you yeah. did fly. So you probably cried and blah blah blah. But most kids do. Yeah. So what ha- What will happen? Like what? What do you envision happening? Why won't you get on an airplane? So it's not like the actual being off the ground and flying. Um, I'm claustrophobic, and it's the not being able to escape like a small metal tube. Right. Right. <laughs> But I mean, but if you haven't been on a plane so, since you were a kid, how do you know that? No, um, when I was in high school, we tried to take a flight to see my dad's grandma in like the New England area, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't get on the plane, so we didn't start sweating. Yeah, I I had a panic attack. Bad. I'm You're like, crying. Oh yeah, it was it was bad. So I'm sitting in like the bathroom, just and are your barely able telling to you like, hey, you're well, a it was fighter. Just my dad, my dad, and my mom weren't together, and so my dad's like, well, what are we gonna do? Like, we gotta go, we gotta go. And so I tell him, you guys just go, you guys just go, and I'll take the car home. You know, they said, no, we're not gonna go without you. So then we sit there for about an hour, and I'm like, well, let's just drive. So we drive. Wow. <laughs> your, parents, your parents got divorced. Uh, they were never married. Are they together now? No. Uh, is he still on the reservation? Yeah. They live together? No. Oh. oh that's where the anger comes in. So you're like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It's always been normal. Like, I don't ever remember my parents being together. I have a younger sister, but... Is she from the think, same parents? Yeah. But I think, like... How old is she? 20... How old am I? She's probably 26, 27. Is she hot? Sounds hot. 
Um, she's married oh, to okay. a guy named David, which is real fucking weird because yeah, my name's weird. David and my dad's name's David. Oh, wow. So she's yelling yeah. out David in bed and then that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's really, that is weird. That's, so, okay. So you, so you knock out this guy in one round and then you fight again in the next month, not even a, yeah. a month later, you fight Bryant uh, Craven. So now you, you're, you're a sophomore in college at this point? Uh, yeah, probably. Now, are you, are you hooked? I mean, this is, this is it. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed, you know, the, like training down at next edge, um, and getting into the, you know, more traditional martial arts. Like we had a Muay Thai coach there and then we was doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and I was still getting my wrestling in with my college team. So I, I really enjoyed, you know, just kind of this lifestyle, just getting in the gym and training and learning new things. And I really liked it. And that Bryant Craven, I think when I fought him, he was like 15 and eight and it was my second pro fight. And he had like some smaller title in Denver, but they was trying to get me a fight, trying to get me a fight and they couldn't give me a fight. And then this guy took it and they said, you know, this is all we could find. So I was like, well, all right, let's do it. So he's uh, this, so you end up beating him first round Kimura. So you actually, you actually learned a couple of jiu-jitsu moves. Yeah. Well, so, I think I knew a Kimura. That one's kind of, that one's kind of easier to learn. You yeah. know, you grab the arm and you twist it. That was probably all I was thinking then. Right. I mean, but see, so you beat him quick. Now at this point, do you think you're the greatest fighter in the world? No, I always had my head on pretty well. Like, Plenty of people were saying, oh, you're, you could be UFC champ. You could be, oh, you should be in the UFC right now. You're ready for GSP. And I'm like, ah, I think I got plenty of ways to go. Because, you know, I was training with good people. Like, on the ground, I was training with, a, you know, a black belt who could tap me out pretty easy. So I'm, like, not thinking that I'm ready for, you know, to step in there with Liddell or nothing. Now, it's Shana, Shana Baszler. Now, you knew her from South Dakota. Yep, we trained together. She was one of the first people I met when I went to the gym. Now, did, did, how did you do against her? Because I heard she, she taps guys in the gym left and right. Yeah, she could tap guys. I think she probably got me once or twice early. But Now, were you probably, were you, was that weird to you? Were you like, oh, holy shit, why is this girl tapping me? No, I never, I don't think I ever was too, like, big-headed to think that people can't tap me. But getting tapped by some a girl who's, you know, a 135-pound fighter probably wasn't the best for your ego, too. Yeah, right. I know. I don't know. I, right. I've never been tapped by a girl, but I'm sure there's a billion of. But I don't. I don't. I don't train. Uh, but I, I'm sure there's a billion of them that could tap yeah. me. But it would definitely be like, holy shit! I got to work on my technique and like blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, so then, then you knock out Cody Skidmore. So now you've oh. now you have three fights. All three fights total don't even last four minutes long. You knock him out quick. Uh, and Fury fights eight. I mean, so now are you the king of the reservation at this point? I mean, you must be like you come home. Are women throwing themselves at you? <laughs> yeah, laying down in front of me, waiting for me to take them. No, no, no? I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. Really? I mean, how many? How many? Now, now, have you ever seen a landing strip and think it was a tomahawk uh, on, on a chick or, or no? Got to have a little. Yeah. No, I don't know. I never really. Are know. most Native American girls shaved, by the way, or? Um, not all the way. Oh, really? The, yeah, the, they'll the, the, the kind of trim it, it up. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's all right. You can't. Right. So th- then you beat it. Then, then you go in the next fight four. Now you go. You beat this guy Derek Abram, Crowbar MMA. Oh yeah, that was yeah. So I had a most of the fights. I'd have like two or three guys fall out, and that's just the way it is on these small cards. Like you know the guys that are fighting down here at the lab now that are on these shows. They're always having guys fall out. My buddy Mike, he had a couple guys fall out. He's fighting next weekend LFA, and he just got an opponent 
this week. So he's been training, 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 guy fall out, then they don't get him anyone. And yeah, so it's it's tough. Like when I fought Abram, he was like twenty and twenty or something. <laughs> he was a man. No, he was only like twenty five. He would just take whatever fight and then I, don't know. I mean, I mean, when you fight a guy like that, who essentially I wouldn't say is a can, but you're like, okay, this guy's got 20 losses. Are you, is there like, I mean, do you still feel good about it, or do you feel like I should be beating these guys? Um, well, I always, I mean, like every fight I go in, I feel like I should be beating them, but you know, getting in there and getting a quick first round finish, like I'm doing what I need to do. And so after that fight, I think after that fight was when I went on Ultimate Fighter. No, you you go you go in. Uh, you fight victory. Oh, you, oh that, that didn't count for your loss. Yeah. Right, okay. So then you go on Ultimate Fighter and you get yep. you lose to Adam Ellis in a uh, fight you were winning. Eddie, Andy, Eddie, Andy Ellis Eddie. in a fight you were winning. You you were. I mean, you would have won that fight. Uh, there was a little bit. No, I, I saw know. that fight. You were winning, <laughs> but it was the third round. You got caught. Right. It was. Um, so it was the second end of the second, and I think it would have went to the third, but on the show it was only going two rounds, and I think. I felt like I won the second round pretty good, and then like I felt like he might have won the first. I couldn't get a takedown, and but he tapped me out, so it no, <laughs> didn't but, matter. Now this is your first real competition, though. This is this guy. Yeah, uh, this is Lisa Ellis's husband. I was supposed to fight someone else. He was actually a replacement. Some someone else um, didn't make weight. Like I forgot what his name is. He was from like the kind of like the redneck area, like the south. Tyler Minton or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know Tyler Minton. I think I think he I think it was supposed to be him and I think he didn't make weight. So if see, I remember correctly. Now now this is your big shot. I mean you I mean you you must, you yeah. must be thinking like, okay, I'm four and oh, I can get on here. This is my I can make some money. Yep. I could get off the reservation. I don't know if you want to get off the reservation, but if no, you No, I mean I like the res. I'm gonna move back after. You I'm could have the fight. biggest house on the res, right? Yeah, biggest teepee. <laughs> you don't have teepees, do you? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So you're the, right, you the, so this is this is your thing. You got this. Yep. Then and now, how much is that pressure fucking with you? Um, so still same thing. Like the biggest, the the weirdest thing was like whenever I got to Vegas, and then they put you in your hotel room, and they're like, "All right, don't leave." So you sit down, and it was, oh, and you, it was like during the Olympics. It was yeah, it was during the Olympics. So I turn on the Olympics, and I'm sitting there, and we're in the hotel for like two or three days before we go to. the the fight so we don't actually go to the house you have to win to go to the house so we're sitting there and you know i'm trying to get workouts in i gotta call them i'm like oh could i get this to eat or oh hey i need to go work out so they take you somewhere to go work out so that was it was weird like but i mean it's weird for everyone you know yeah, it's not just weird but for, me. for you who's a close i know you, yeah, you've been I, was, diagnosed I definitely i mean i've never gone to like a doc a claustrophobia doctor right i, I, I took classes down here um in Phoenix for fear of flying at the airport, they did free classes and it was a former or like a retired pilot. And so he's in there and he's talking and he's giving you all the stats. You always hear, Oh, flying so much safer, flying this, flying that. And I'm telling him, you know, that's not, that's not what I like. That's not my problem. My problem's not that I'm afraid to go up in the air. My problem's that I'm stuck and I can't get out. That's why I feel like on a, I used to work on cruise ships. I feel like I was stuck in the boat. I couldn't fucking leave the boat. But Even when I was in college and we'd go on trips in a bus, I would felt that way. I'd, you start sweating? Yeah. Like, I'd have to, I'd be sitting right by the door, and then after we'd get going for a little ways, then I'd be all right, and I'd be... Now, what starts going through your head at this point? You're like, 
I, oh my God, I can't leave. Yeah, what if something I happens? I got to get the fuck out of here. It's hard to explain. It's just your heart rate starts picking up and your breathing starts getting shallow. Do you get testy? Someone touches you? Like, get off me? Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, at this point, Ultimate Fighter, have you met your girlfriend's name, by the way? Is, can you say her name? Emmy Hermany Horses. Emmy Hermany Horses. Have you met her yet? Uh, we met in high school. So you she, went to the same high school. she went to a different high school, but... Her brothers wrestled, so we kind of knew each other. Now, how did you how did you pick her up? Because you seem like you have no game. No, uh, I don't. I have how, zero game. How did you get her? Um, you know, just being a big shot. No, but like, <laughs> but like, where did you, where did you meet her? Uh, well, we we had known, and then was there like a dance? No, there was a kind of we'll call we'll, I'll call it the county fair. In okay. my hometown, she went there to see some of her friends, and then we hung out a couple times. And but you went up to her, you like, hey, she's a cute girl, she's a very beautiful girl. I was like, I was, I was like, damn, I was like, damn, <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy, uh, you know, he, he really is the king of the res. Yeah. So, so you see her, and you're like, hmm, this is a cute chick. Now, do you go up to her? Yeah, and like, that's what I went. Hmm. <laughs> do you a pickup line? Do you say to her no. like, we just, um, she was there, and like, so she was hanging out whenever. Her friends were busy, so she came and hung out with me, and then... Now, how long does it take you to... Because she seems like she's a teacher. She, she's she's a, a teacher ed. now, yeah. She's a Smart teacher now. Smart girl, in, well. in shape. Now, does, do the Native American girls, do they put out quicker? Or, or, uh, or is it three dates? God, I think it's, it's, it's about the same. Same uh, as white like, girls. Well, like when I was in college, you know, girls put out quick. But I think it's just dependent on where they're at. Like right. where they're at in life, mostly. But the native, but native <laughs> girls. I, w- I mean, I would think they would put out quicker. But then I would think maybe do you, do you have to have your like the chief's permission? Or, or, <laughs> no, or no. Yeah, call, call the chief. Hey, this girl's coming over to my house. Is that all right? <laughs> That's that, you don't have to have. No. Okay. Okay. Now, now, all right. So, so you and her, and you and her are together for what seven years now? Yeah, seven. But no ring. Is that because your parents didn't get married, or is she pressuring you? Uh, she's pressuring me. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. When you guys have sex, does it rain? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> weird. All right. So, so, all right. So then you lose Ultimate Fighter. When you come back to the res, are people like, keep your head up? I know everyone saw it. Yeah. Everyone. So, well, it was tough because, um, so before the Ultimate Fighter came out, they, before I left, they sent out a camera crew. So there was like four guys, high quality camera, professional. They did a, you know that yeah, commercial that. That and, yeah it's on like youtube or whatever still and so they did that so there was and then i go then i lose um that's all right you know well, i mean it's not it wasn't all right at the time it was pretty yeah, yeah. pretty fucking shitty and sad i mean do you i mean did you cry afterwards oh yeah uh, oh it fucking sucked on the episode um they showed me crying and I'm like, fuck, everyone was fucking crying after they, they lost. Yeah. Oh. And I'm just like sitting there with my head in my hands, just just tears streaming. I'm like, these motherfuckers. But <clears throat> so after that, the episode doesn't air. You know, they film it for six weeks and then it comes on air. So after six, well, after about four weeks, they start playing my commercial. 
So people are seeing it and then they're getting more excited. Like at this time I went back home uh, and I'm still at home and I'm kind of, you know, keeping my head down. Like I don't want to, cause I'm not supposed to tell people that I lost. I'm not supposed uh, to say nothing. So the episodes coming out and everyone like on Facebook and you know, all the social media is like, Oh, I think MySpace was still a thing yeah. back then. And they're all blowing me up to like, I can't wait. I'm just uh, like, Jesus. So I was, kind of helping coach football and when the episode aired i was at a football game and we're coming home and and all the kids are like a bulldog so how'd you do how'd you do the episode came out and i'm like so i i kind of get up in front of the bus and i'm like all right guys so i've been around because i lost yeah so that was tough you know everyone's blowing me up like did you live by yourself at this point no i was staying with my mom because i was living somewhere else to train then i was like all right well i don't need to pay now, rent is, is your mom being cool she's making you food and making you feel better yeah are your, are your parents strict like that or are they kind of the teachers it seem like they would be kind of cool um what do you mean by strict or cool like like it seems like my, like my wife's mom's a teacher and it seems like she looks at me not like one of her students but some things happen she's like it's she compares it they seem teachers seem better equipped with kids than not my parents were pretty chill like they just, I don't know, like they just kind of let me do whatever. Um, you, you ever asked them why they didn't get married? Uh, no. Well, like I said, they were never, I never really remembered them being together. Like, I think when my mom was pregnant with my sister, they broke up. They wasn't But you never said as a kid, anymore. hey, how come, how come, you know, I don't know. How come Stevie in, has come, a mom yeah. and dad? And, right, right. Yeah. No. How, no? Uh, how come, how like come it was just, River down the block? Yeah. Like, how come they... <laughs> How come they have two parents? Yeah, you and never I asked them that. No, um, like I like I said, it just uh, it was just kind of always normal. I don't know, it never really crossed my. mind. Is there mind. a lot of in not incest but accidental incest on the on the tribe? I would think that there might be. <laughs> I don't because- think so. because Every, everyone, um, like the families, are pretty tight. Like you know who you're related to most of the time. Uh, so it's to be accidental. Like I feel like you would really have to. I feel like it'd be few and far between, I guess, because you really, you really, really know who you're like, who you're related to. Like we, my family, we have get togethers. Well, whenever I was in high school, we would make fun of it. We was like, Oh, what Julie, my niece, she lost a tooth. We better have a get together. Right, 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 right. But so, your, your girlfriend, her last name is her many horses. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. I think that's the coolest name ever. I, I, I wish my wife's last name was her. I, I would have kept her, her name if that was the case. But um, is that normal? Like, and, you, and, you, and you're Michelle. Now, what type of, like, like, when they go through like the roll call at the reservation, are they like, uh, you know, uh, the red tree uh, here, uh, you know, brown ribbon here? There, like, there are a lot of cool names. Like, we would even kind of make fun of it. Like, See who could, you know, like who has the longest na- last name. What are some of the last names of your friends? Um, I know Iron Shield, Swiftwater, uh, Good Crow, Big Crow. Um, God, now I'm blanking, but like there's a ton, there's a ton like that. Pretty Shield, um, a lot, a lot, good a lot Buffalo. Of sh- now, are they related to Shields, the Pretty Shield and Iron no, Shield? No, so they're, they're not related. The last. What it what what happened was like whenever people got on the reservation and got their so they got an English name they got a American name I guess so if there was before like before someone was called her many horses that was just their name and then so after they got on the reservation then 
they said, okay, now your name's Adam. How many horses can be your last name? So that's where the last uh, names come from. Got it. Got it, got it. Now, your last name is Michelle. Did, that, did people make fun of you for having a stupid last name? Because they, yeah. cool, they had cool like, last oh, name? Oh, stupid French last name. <laughs> so it was funny. Whenever uh, I fought in Canada, we fought in Quebec, I think. No, Montreal. I don't know what I'm talking about. And so I go up there, and Michelle's a French name. So guys are coming up to me like in the hotel and they know that I'm David Mashad and in French, apparently I didn't know this. My dad doesn't speak French or nothing. My grandma didn't. It's Michaud in French. So guys are coming up to me and they're speaking French to me. Oh, David Michaud. You have no idea. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, what's up? <laughs> hey bro, what's up? Like, yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm just a stupid American. I don't know French. <laughs> hilarious. Now, but um, oh, so what also is funny about that? We was up there and I fought Olivier Mercier, and fucking some of the guys at the hotel came up to me and they thought I was him because oh, we both right. had the you know the curly hair. We we're about the same. You kind of look like that on the thing. Yeah. It looked like you guys were like a boy band. Yeah, there, there was definitely like that. Yeah, yeah. So I had a couple guys come up to me and even asked me for my autograph, and they had like his picture, and I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, what should I put? I would knock this guy out. Or something. I'm like, I'm gonna lose or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you should have did. Oh, I am gonna lose. That's, but then he won. So, oh, well, whatever. That's, <laughs> that, that dude's a stud. So now you go back to the reservation. And you're living with your mom. Are you now? How? Because I remember me even like wrestling in high school. If I lost a match, I wouldn't leave my at my dorm room because the prep school for like a week or two. I feel like I let everyone down. Even though looking back, I let no one down. But except for myself, I felt like I was, I was, I, everyone knew me as the wrestler. Yeah. Everyone saw me as the wrestler. I'm not doing my job. Therefore, I'm worthless if I don't, if I'm not the wrestler, which is fucked up. But when you're 14 or 15, that's yeah, sometimes that's how you, how you think. think. And it was, it was tough. Like after I lost there, like I said, everybody on social media was blowing me up. They're like, oh, he's going to go. He's going to go all the way. He's going to be the next champ. And then the episode comes out and they don't even show my whole fight. Uh, they show like just me getting beat up and then tapping and losing. I saw the whole fight on, on YouTube though. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Right. They show me like getting beat up, tapping and losing. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, every, but everyone was still supportive after this. I mean, I was down, but I had, I had time to process it before the episode came out at least. You know, I had like six weeks or whatever to process it like i knew i knew the episode yeah, was gonna come out i knew that they was gonna show me losing i knew that they was gonna show me well i didn't know they was gonna show me crying i wasn't ready for uh, that but everyone was everyone was still real supportive um a couple days after that i ended up having acl surgery um i had that yeah fucking i tore it like a couple weeks before i went on the show and it just took a while you to, fought with it Torn ACL? Yeah. Um, I, I felt mine. I felt like so I felt like um with how much they was kind of pushing me, the, since they was putting a, you know, sending a camera crew out for me, I was thinking, oh, maybe they'll kind of give me an easier guy and I'll get a couple wins. Maybe I won't win the whole show, but maybe I'll get a couple wins and then I'll still be in the UFC. But aren't you worried every time you throw a kick that your leg might fly out of a socket? <laughs> so it actually what it was like it felt worse to wrestle than to strike. Um, like to try to drive in on a takedown would be the worst. When thing. I when I when I tore my ACL and I went for a, a penetration step, my leg just gave out. It was like I had like jiggly leg. It, it, I had no. Is that how yours felt as well? Yeah, mine. Mine actually 
it was it happened we was in a we were just in over under and the guy like tried to drop down and do a knee tap i stepped out and i picked, lifted him up you know something i've done million times probably and just a little step lift and it just gave uh, out so you so you had surgery on it yeah. after the show after the show so yeah. that you did you do the whole year rehab and do it right i I fought probably about six and a half months after. I don't think that's, I did it right. That's fucking brilliant. All right. So, the, but you did. Yeah. You, so you, but you fought a guy, Mark Scudder. Yep. Victory FC. So now we're stepping up the promotion, and it, it goes to the unanimous decision, which uh, that was. Awesome. So in this fight, I'm. The fight was at 175 because I was still fat. Um, when I tore my ACL, I got up to like 230. I was just of, you know, lost probably 10 pounds of muscle in my leg. Yeah, I know gained exact, about I know, 50 pounds of exactly blubber around is. my stomach. Because you can't soft. do anything. All yeah. you can do is run straight or the bike. Yeah. So I just got so nasty. Like, and I was helping my dad coach wrestling, and there's. Um, still some pictures of me like i'm standing there in a shirt and my the bottom of my shirt isn't touching anything because i got that fat guy belly so uh, it's just hanging straight down and i'm like oh you just looked so nasty i probably smelled bad and now, but now are you with her many horses at this time yeah i was still with her and she's cool with this uh she stayed with me we'll she's, say that she, i don't know if she was cool with it was she, she like stayed. get off your ass and do something was is she that kind of because she seems like look i met her I thought she was mad at you last night because she just was giving me that this like I'm mad at my boyfriend thing, <laughs> but she's also a girl that takes no shit. Like like I remember last time there was you came to the show. I don't think you were there, and I was asking her about her last name and stuff. And then somebody said something like, "Yeah, how many times do you see the do you see the town drunk or something in your?" And she was like, "Excuse me," and, and it was the guy. I knew he was. He was a comedian, and he's but he's not a. He made a stupid joke, offensive joke. She got pissed, and I was like, "Oh, he he's just an idiot." And I was I was like, "Oh no!" But I could tell that this girl took takes no shit. Yeah, she'll she'll get on you if you say something she doesn't like um i was actually kind of worried whenever the first time we went to your show i was like just i'm like just don't fucking say nothing all right if, yeah if, something, if he says something you just smile oh <laughs> i'm just like you just smile and nod because if you don't like because it. she can like she can she'll take offense yeah yeah she seems like that but really but she seems super sweet and cool she likes you yeah but she but is she she's real like nice she'll let you know yeah. So okay. So you fight this guy now. Do you miss weight at this point? Uh, no, no, no. Catch weight. It was it was at one seventy five. We scheduled it at one seventy five because whenever I, so they called me. You know, like two months before the fight, and they're like, "Hey, are you gonna be able to fight?" And I'm still kind of just barely starting my workouts, and I'm probably about two fifteen. I'm like, "Fuck!" Like I don't know if I'll make one seventy. So we get it at seventy five. The guy's all right with it. He's he's tall. He's like six four, six five like super tall so he's not worried about it so all right so i start working out hard trying to make it um end up at the fight i'm weighing in at 175 fat belly fat shit belly uh not in the best shape still not in good shape i'm telling my coach in the back bruce i'm like fuck it all right so all right, so whenever I get tired, I'm gonna kick him. I'm gonna kick him in the nuts hard. Whenever really? I, yeah, I'm. I'm telling him this in the back. I'm saying whenever I get tired, I'm before a, the fight. You're before the this. fight, yeah. Oh, God. And he's like, "You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Just trust your conditioning." So we get out there. We start going a little bit. Uh, probably about 45 seconds in, I throw up. 
I throw a kick and it ends up hitting him in the dick. And I'm like, fuck, I fucking wasted it. Oh, I, I remember thinking that in the fight. And I'm like, God, fucking damn it. I wasted it. Because you do it again, you might lose point. Well, yeah. I don't know. Some refs will let you do it 15 times, whatever. Yeah. So first round, I win the first round. I hit him with some good overhands. I closed his eye. Second round, or, well, between rounds, I'm sitting on the stool. I'm like, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm gassed you know so he's like alright well let's go we'll win this round and then we'll coast the third he tells you this yeah so alright so I go out there try to get a takedown miss it get taken down I'm on my back and I'm just hanging on because I'm tired so I'm just hanging on guys on top of me and I'm like I thought we were going to bang and I don't know if he can hear me and I'm telling him this and he's trying to get off so Third round comes around. So now, now, it's, now it's one one. Yeah, now it's one one for sure. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I got I got some gas back because all I did I didn't try to stand up. It was probably boring as fuck. I just laid on my back and got beat up for a bit. But you know I could take a beating, so that was all right. So I got beat up. Third round comes. I just keep taking him down. I just wrestle him, fucking gas myself out. But he stands up, and I just double-leg him. He stands up, I just double-leg him. So I end up winning the fight 2-1, unanimous decision. And, yeah, like, I... I now, knew. do you feel good after this? Or no, you- I probably feel, I feel like I'm a piece of shit because I'm still fat and out of shape. But I got the win, you know. You got the it win. Was the, it was the first fight back around the area the where I'm from in a long time so they wanted me there and i got paid you know decent money i mean so was it talking about vfc it's in omaha yeah so it's going, a decent show no decent. no no vfc they're from omaha but this was in rapid city right 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 now i mean we say decent money we're talking about like two thousand dollars yeah i think i got two and two plus tickets but i sold a lot of t- i i normally can sell a lot of tickets now do you have to try and call people up like hey you want my tickets to my fight no mostly it's just like facebook Facebook and Twitter. Um, Does your girl do that for you? She sell them for you? No. Ah, oh, yeah. Tell her to get on that. <laughs> hey, my hey, my my husband's fighting. So um, my like normally I have my buddies from back home do it, and you know I'll give them like a little cut. And but yeah, yeah um, it sucks though because most of the time people don't buy until the week of. So right. I'm trying to cut weight and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, hey, you got tickets?" Are they asking like, you for comps? Some people do, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give you the bro price, 25 bucks. Right. They're like, I thought everyone else had that. I said, everyone's my bro. <laughs> <laughs> the bro price. So then, all right, so now you're still undefeated. So now, now you, the next one, you're back in VFC. You fight Ian Stonehouse. Yep. Uh, you fucked that guy up. Second round, you beat him. Yeah, I think I got a rear naked choke. I flattened him out. Then you fight Kerry Vanier uh, by guillotine. Okay, yeah, Kerry, he was like a Bellator vet. He beat some guys in Bellator. And you beat him. So now we're, oh. now, now, we're, now we're like flying now. Yeah. After I beat Kerry, I thought, you know, I thought there was a good chance that I'd be getting a call. Um, now, who do they call? Do they call the reservation and ask <laughs> yeah, you? They call the, they call the tribal chief, the president. <laughs> no. I mean, it's just like anybody else, you know. Um, but do you have an agent, manager at this point? I, I didn't have an agent or anything at this point. Um, Dave Martin was kind of helping me. He's from the area where I was training in Sioux Falls, uh, but we didn't have anything official. And so after this, I ended up, after that fight, so at that fight, actually, I guess I'll give some backstory. Brian Barberina fought on that card. Um, Mike Delatore fought on that card. And the big guy with the mustache. Tim Johnson. Tim Johnson fought on that card. So four guys from that card got called up. But at their... At that fight, um, 
so I saw Brian and John Crouch and DLT and my coach Bruce was like, yeah, that's uh, Ben Henderson's coach. And I was like telling him, you know, I'd like to try to go and see, you know, how I, how I stack up against these other UFC guys or not these other UFC guys, but these UFC guys. So he said, all right, well, let's go talk to him. So we talked to him and I asked him if I could come and check out the gym. Is this before you know, your fight or after? This probably was after. Maybe it was before. I don't know. Before. He might, you get your ass kicked. He's like, yeah, no, not so yeah. much. He I mean, says yes. Then I get fucked up. He's like, yeah, and that lose my, lose actually, my number. I got, I got, I got booked to do a show. Uh, it was like a bunch of Mormons saw me and they bo- booked me before me to my show. And then after they saw my act, like, yeah, we're not going to bring you to our school. <laughs> so I, I, I was better off not performing. So, <laughs> So okay, so then after the show, then now now Crouch is cool with it. Yeah, he's cool. Um, like, I'm not gonna say like he liked me right away, but you know, talking to him and he said, yeah, we have like a fighter house down here or down in Phoenix that guys who come to train they can stay at and you know just see how you like it. And so after that fight, I think I stayed. I think I went back home. I went back to Pine Ridge and I stayed there until wrestling season was over. I think that's what. No, do you have to work at all, like a day job? Well, I was still working at the newspaper. I was still the working whole time. For, yeah, this whole time you're working at a newspaper. Yeah, well, not at the newspaper. So I was able to do a lot of things. I never had to go into the office. Like I was able to do everything on my iPad, type everything up, send it in. You're, and you're writing up. articles about local football teams and stuff. Uh, well, not just that. During during like school year, I was doing all the sports stuff, but. Um, I was doing all kinds of stuff. Like I covered a protest and like, I was doing all kinds, like whatever, whatever they needed, I could do. You must be a pretty good writer. Um, I mean, if you're I good enough to be in a newspaper, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of writing you got to do. It, I was doing a lot back then and it was, it was fun. Like I really enjoyed it. Do you I, give your I slant? Like Is it opinion pieces? Or are you just kind of? No, I, oh, I, I never try to do opinion pieces. Anytime I can get away from it, like a column or something, I'm like, I don't want everyone, anyone to know what I think. You just write what happened. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you guys. I don't so want That's what I want to know, the news. I don't yeah. want to have to hear, you know, someone, I, I turn on the Fox News. I, it's Tucker's opinion, and then I put on this, and then it's, what's your name's opinion? Yeah, all right. So now, okay, so now we get called. You get the call. Uh, do you, you're fighting G, Lee, Jing Liang. Jing Liang, right? So now this is in China. So how I got the call... Um, or Vegas. So uh, I was staying at the fighter house. So while I was there, I was there for about a month. I'd only plan on going, be, coming down to Phoenix. I guess we're in Phoenix right now. I only plan on coming down for about a month, seeing how it was. After the month was over, you know, I talked to Crouch, and I was just getting along swimmingly with everyone like i just i love the guys everyone the gym atmosphere was great and i'm talking to him and i said you know i don't have a fight i've been looking for something um you know could i just stay he said yeah uh keep getting in there helping guys out doing what you're doing and we got no problems with that so i'm staying at the fighter house still one morning it's like 6 6 15 or something i get a phone call and i wake up and it's crouch uh, hello what's up he said, um, there's a short notice at 70 in the big show in Vegas. I want to put your name in. Is that okay? And I'm, I'm like half dead. I'm still yeah. half sleeping. I'm like, whoa, yeah, of course. Yes, yes, please do. Yes, yes, please. So he said, all right, well, get ready. And it's like two weeks out. So I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, then... You know, I wasn't planning on waking up to like eight and then getting to the gym about nine. I'm like, oh well, there's no sleeping now. So I go to the gym and not doing anything different, but 
Yeah, that's how, that's how I got the call. Now, when you walk into the lab, everyone says, I've heard that Ben Henderson, when you train with Ben Henderson, it's, he's not going easy on you. No, he, he'll, he'll take your legs off. So what was your, so you walk into the MMA lab in Scottsdale, you're looking around. I mean, this is not, you're no longer in South Dakota. So you're looking at who, Ben Henderson? So the first day I got here, I left Pine Ridge at about seven at night. I drove all the way down here. Is your girl with you? you no, it was just me. I drove all the way, drove straight through the night, didn't stop, didn't sleep. 12 got hours, 15 hours? 18, 17, 17, 18. Didn't sleep. Didn't sleep. Got here at three in the afternoon. I show up, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, hey, Crouch, I'm here. Um, I'm, you know, you probably stink. Probably. I still stink, still probably from that day. But <laughs> so I show up, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm here. He said, oh, cool. We're having sparring today. Do you want to jump in? And I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to be the guy who's like, oh, I showed up, but I'm going to watch. Everyone look at me like I'm a pussy. So I jump in. You're no your sleep or nothing. Mind. Fucking, oh, I remember Joe Riggs kicked me in the ribs so fucking hard. I thought I was, I thought so, they okay, went through so you my go, butthole. So you're like, you want to join in. You're like, so you're being a tough guy. Yeah. And I jump in. You didn't say, I mean, rounds. I think if you would have said, hey, I just drove 18 hours. Maybe, is there okay? Can I take a nap and come back tomorrow? Yeah. I think he would have been okay with that, right? He would have. He's cool. But at the time, you know, it's like, you don't know. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Right. But, okay. So you go in there. Who's the first guy you go against? Probably, I think Riggs was the first guy and he, he beat the fuck out of him. He trying to take your head off um i don't think he was trying to knock me out but he was working the body pretty good and now but you, i mean you, you you're good though i mean you're 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 eight no i just i mean I was, Seven i'm no. decent like so are you holding your own against riggs uh, uh not then that's for sure okay so riggs leaves okay and then who's who's next i think i think i did three in a row and then i sat out one then i did one on one off i don't remember who it all was was ben henderson in that group yeah he was somewhere in there was he fucking you up too oh yeah he he'll he'll fire some leg kicks off and so now you go against joe riggs and ben henderson as your first day in the lab now do you now now do you get back in your car and drive back to South Dakota? Yeah, like, immediately after I say fuck <laughs> these guys. I mean, this no, is um, so then you know just go to the fighter house, get everything set up. In my head, I'm like, man, well, I know that wasn't the best that I could do. So I'm like, all right, th- like not saying that I'm gonna beat them next Wednesday or on Saturday when we spar, but like I'm gonna show them a lot better look than what they just got. So. For me, mostly it was just that I didn't want to. I couldn't go out like that, you know. I yeah, couldn't go out like a bitch. Like and now they're, they're thinking, who's the this guy? Him. Sucks. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's okay, but you know, nothing, nothing special. Yeah. Oh, whatever. So then, all right. So then you go back in there the next day, and do you, is, do you, is it? I got some sleep, and you fuck everyone up, and you knock everyone at the gym out. <laughs> no, at the same time. Is, next day is wrestling, so okay. I'm sure I did decent there. Okay. All right, and then you now that do you know at that point this is my new home? Not yet. I mean, still got to kind of, you know, like everyone was real nice, but you don't really fall in a groove with people that fast. Like after probably a week or two, starting to get to know people more and more. Then. And, and it's, it's Ben Henderson. Is Mitch Clark there at the time? Mitch was there. Yeah, he was. You were beating he him, was, right? He wasn't at the fighter house. Um, who was at the fighter house? Uh, I think, no, Jordan, Jordan Johnson was in the, he was at the lab. Um I don't know who was at the house then, but yeah, Mitch was there. Jordan um, Moraga, Moraga was there. Brian was there. Mike Delatore, Scott Holtzman. 
I mean, kind of the same crew still. Yeah. Tim Welch, my buddy Frank Ramsey. They like, and I just got along real well with everyone right away. And I I knew this was a good gym. It's, and it, the people know at that point, like, this is the bulldog. This is the famous guy from no, Pine Ridge. No, like, God, no, no, no one, no one knows and no one cares. Nobody, no, really, the, the legend of the bulldog. The legend. I don't think the legend reached all the way to Phoenix quite. No yet. one gave a fuck. Joe Riggs no. wasn't impressed by your. Uh, yeah. All right, so then, all right, so now, now, now we got our first fight in the UFC. You're fighting Lee Janglang, who, by the way, since he fought you, is going on a tear. He's yeah, he's like, doing real well for he's himself. Been, he's been knocking people out left and right, uh, being good guys. Yeah. Uh, um, so you fight him. I thought you won that fight. Yeah, it was close. Um, I had a couple moments. You know, I got a pretty good suplex on him. Well, not a true suplex, but I put him on his head good. I remember hitting that, and I was thinking, all right, well, he's got to be rocked, or he's got to be hurt. So... He rolled to kind of turtle position, and I didn't have a strong grip on his back. And so I tried to just jump out to the side. I figured if I throw 15 punches while he's hurt, they're going to finish it. Start hitting him, and the fucker just starts standing up. I'm like, what the fuck? I just folded you up. Your knees fucking hit your face. Uh, end of the second round, I had his back. I tried to latch on to a rear naked choke. And... Instead of going palm to palm, which I should have, I went in my armpit and he was able to, you know, grab my wrist and pull it down. So I, I had a couple of spots where I was close to a finish and I couldn't get it. What lost me the fight in the third, I was winning, I was on top, I was beating him up. I, you know, I took him down, I was on top, kind of ground and pounding him for a while. And halfway through the third, he starts to get a reversal and I try to jump into a guillotine lose it he ends uh, up on top so he's on top and he's all last, sweaty and slippery he's on top for the last two minutes so he wins that round he wins the fight now by the way when I say he's been since then he's been on a, now he's on a four fight winning streak knocked out Zach Otto beat Frank Camacho knocked out Bobby Nash uh, he, he beat um, Diego Lima so he lost to uh, some guy Nakamura and Nordin Taleb, but he's you know he, this is not some 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 schlub. This is a this is a, I mean, a guy's on a four fight winning streak. Um, so okay, so you lose that fight, but it was a short notice fight. It was a good fight. It was very competitive. You could have won. Is this Sean Shelby say anything to you like, "Hey, good job," or anybody tell you like, "Hey, don't worry, we're not going to cut you," or do you, or do you uh, think you're going to be cut? No, I don't think I'm going to be cut after that. I had to. I had to. Um, I actually had to leave right away. I had to go to the hospital because my eye was all swollen up and they thought it could have been a busted orbital. Like, I felt uh, like it was fine. I tell them, I tell them it was fine. But it sucked because I had to go to the hospital and it's, uh, what is it? Is it Labor Day weekend? What? What is that? Something where it's, yeah. it's packed. Yeah. And so Bunch Vegas is packed. Assholes. It's about, I fought early. I, th I think I was the first fight on the card. So we're, I'm leaving at like... 4.15, 4.30, it takes us probably an hour and a half to get to the hospital. And then we get in there, you know, they um, cat scan, x-ray my head and say, it's all right. I'm like, well, fuck, came all this way. And by the time we go back, it's already done. I don't think... Now, are you fuming or just like, cause I remember, uh, what's name came to my show? Um, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, the guy's ranked second in the world at like... At like 35 Rivera. Rivera was saying he was so angry when his fight pulled out that his his girlfriend had to give him a blowjob and he was like no I don't want he was that angry now um, I don't now, think I've ever been mad enough to yeah, say yeah, no to a blowjob that, that's, that's very pretty angry, angry. Uh, now horses you can call her horses or you, no. call, you don't call her horses no you can't just uh, for, for short or like nay okay no. so, so her many horses she says listen I know you lost in the UFC your first fight 
it's okay, just lie down, I'll take care of you, or? Um, no. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen? No, I'm not. She's a teacher. I can't talk about it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, she could, maybe she could teach things <laughs> like that. All right. Okay. So then, all right. So now, now you fight the fight that I saw. You you, you beat Garrett Whiteley. Yep. Who's a good fighter. I was in Phoenix, yeah. In Phoenix. You, now, now you're a rock star. Uh, you win that UFC fight. Then you fight. You go to Canada. You fight OAM. And that was a tough fight. That kid was good. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I dropped him in the second. I felt like I could have... I think I probably won the second. He won the first, and um, he hurt me to the body with the kick, and it actually ended up um, like kind of breaking my solar plexus. I had a fractured solar plexus, and in the third, so I came out and I was hurting, and you know I'm thinking, all right, I just I got to throw some big shots and I got to finish him. I can't let him take me down. Throw some big shots. He gets my back, takes me down, puts in a body triangle, and it's fucking. You it, already have a broken yeah, solar plexus. It's it's killing me, and I can't really defend the choke too well. Give up the choke, and he ends up getting a finish there. Now I mean, yeah, you're in Canada. Everyone's cheering. You yeah. you lost. Is it is this just the worst? It was pretty bad. Yeah. It was it was pretty rough. Um, I mean, it ended up being a lot a lot worse because I ended up getting cut after that. Uh. Uh, so after that fight, they was telling me, you know, stay ready for something short notice. And I tell them, okay, um, I can I can do short notice, but it'll have to be at seventy because those two fights, my la- those two fights in the UFC were at fifty five against Jing Liang. It was at seventy. So I tell them, okay, I can do short notice at seventy. Uh, and I wait and I wait and I wait and that's. That fight was in, I think, April, and waiting, waiting for a couple months. Well, it took a, about a month and a half, you know, for my chest to start feeling better, and then so I started training, tell my I'm, I'm good, you know, whenever. And then it was like late November, maybe December, when it was like the purge, when like sixty yeah, UFC I fighters remember that. got cut. I remember that, and I was like, dude, this dude has taken two short notice fights, uh, well, one short notice fight, lost his decision. 1-1. One, one. I mean, you could easily be 2-1 in the UFC. Why do you cut a guy off one note? Plus, you're the only Native American in the UFC at that point, right? Yeah, I, uh, I think so, probably. Yeah. What, what, about, what about that one guy that fought Ben Askren who, was in, who he had like 50 fights or something? He, I think it was something. Was he, he had like a... I forgot his last name. Uh, all right, now, now, now it's going to bother me. Uh, he was good, though. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, Dan Hornbuckle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he Native American? Yeah, he is. He's uh What tribe is he? Eastern Cherokee, I think. My, my, I my, met him I met him once. My 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 wife is part Cherokee. Was, was, yeah, was, 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 was he nice to you? Yeah, he's a cool guy. So then, so then all right, so you go to RFA, you fuck up Chris Hugh quickly. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that fight. Yeah, I beat Chris Hugh, um ten finger choke, same thing I hit on Kerry Veneer. Then you fight Diego Lima. Yeah, uh, which was I thought an amazing. It was that was a war. Yeah, it was a it was a good fight. You know, um, I thought I did enough to pull it out. I thought you did too. I guess no, that was a war, and I thought yeah. I thought you won that fight. I was like, were you, and Diego Lima's a good fighter, ultimate fighter. Yeah. I mean, he, and that was that was. Is there anything you would do differently? Uh, well, I dropped him. I dropped him at the end of the first. And I jumped on, and I didn't do enough to get the finish. Instead of jumping, I jumped into, like, half guard. I should have tried to stay up and pass the legs. And it, it's hard. You know, whenever you drop someone, it's hard to keep your composure, I guess. 
But yeah, he went down and I should have maybe stacked the legs and dropped some bombs. I jumped into half guard and you're not able to generate quite as much. Yeah, but then, then you fuck up Cody Wilson. You beat Jake Lindsay, the librarian. The librarian. He's a good yeah. fighter. Jake Lindsay's a good fighter. Uh, and then the, and then finally, um, then, then we had your last fight, right? Which was, uh, hold on, I just lost it. Um, no, after that I lost to... Um, Ciro Rodriguez, yeah, that uh, was guy a, from Brazil uh, on an LFA card. I saw that. Now that fight was that guy hit so hard, and that guy looked like he was three hundred pounds. Yeah, he was a big guy. He was he was pretty stacked up, um, and I hadn't seen anything on him. So I had seen, I think I seen one fight from like seven or eight years ago, and I couldn't find any video on him. And I was, I'm, I'm like, well, I don't watch too much video anyway, so I wasn't too worried about it. But it said he was coming up from 55, so like, oh, well, he won't be too big. He shows up, and yeah, he was huge. I was huge. Like, Damn, this motherfucker. He lost to Dakota Cochran, which I thought, yeah, he, he, lost I, I thought a, he won that fight, but I was like, man, I, I watched that guy. I'm like, uh-oh, this dude right here. Now, is that the hardest you've been hit? So I don't remember whenever I got dropped. I had thought that in the back, I was actually telling my coaches, I was like, man, so what? He must caught me behind the head and I bounced off my face and I came to whenever my head bounced. I said, no, he hit you with a hook and you hit your butt and then you like rolled to your face. And I thought that I just dropped straight down to my face because I woke up whenever my forehead hit the mat. So I guess that was the hardest I've been hit. And then I remember I covered and I was trying to get up, but I still wasn't, I still wasn't aware enough. I still wasn't in it enough to like have any strength i was trying to get up but he kind of jumped on my back and start throwing some more and i wasn't able to move too well yeah so, no i was worried about you but then uh, i texted you afterwards i saw you on, on facebook you posted like hey everybody i'm okay yeah, yeah. i mean i felt fine i didn't have um like i didn't have any concussion syndromes or anything but they say you know if you go unconscious you've got a concussion so i had one but I didn't have any light aversion or light sensitivity or, you know, lightheadedness or anything. But so you walk back to the, now the next, or next week, you go back to the lab. Is, are people looking at you like, uh-oh, like, uh, is, it, is it awkward or? No, I mean, guys always have big fights and, you know, people lose. Like, guys at the gym know how to act. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's... It's the sport we're in. It's the yeah, profession yeah. we're in. Dude, you're better you than me. Because uh, I was like, damn. But now we have another fight coming up. Well, then I fought after that, too. Who was my last fight? Uh, it says the last one, it says zero. Are you going to fight after that? No, yeah. I fought for uh, Sparta Sparta Combat League um, October 28th. How'd you do? I won. Nice. Well, it's, it's, it's not on your wiki page. Uh well, they must have gave up on Wiki after I lost. They go, they called it a day. They said, "Well, this motherfucker." Okay, so you fought in October. I guess I, I remember you. I remember you saying you were like, "Hey, you can have tickets to my if you guys want tickets to my fight." Blah, yeah. blah, on, on Facebook. Okay, so you fought again. Okay, and um, we're looking at that. Uh, so now we yeah we have an eleven and four win, five knockouts. Um, Oh, it doesn't have, sure dog. Did this fight really happen or, or did this, did you dream about this? <laughs> I hope, well, if I dreamt about it, everyone dreamt about it. Um, who did you fight? Tyler Milner. Okay. It's on tapology. I didn't know it wasn't on sure dog. Oh yeah. We got to talk to them. Okay. Tyler Milner. All right. Now what, what happened here? Uh, I came out, I hit him with the, hit him with a good solid right, right away. And then he started trying to wrestle me. 
uh, I kind of had him queasy. So, and I just kind of kept on him. It was only about a this minute. nine and four from Albuquerque, trains to Jackson Wink. Yeah. Isn't, 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 yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it, it didn't last too long. It was, it was pretty quick. Uh, I think probably a minute and a half. I just kind of kept on him. I had him against the fence on the ground for a little bit, and then he tried to take me back down, and I ended up getting another 10-finger choke. Nice. Okay. Now, 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 where do you live? Do you live in Phoenix now with your girlfriend? Yeah, we're, we're living in Phoenix. you have a house or a... We got an apartment, no. And then, and then you got a free bulldog, right? Yeah, uh, we got a bulldog from Unique Kennels. Yeah, I remember you telling I got me this. that like, the first time you got him, your, your dog... You took him to a dog park, and you, and you thought he was going to be tough, and you went in the middle, and he just covered up, and everyone just pounded on him. <laughs> He's, uh, man, he, he like, I don't know, he doesn't feel pain, but he's a big baby. He'll get punked by little tiny dogs, uh. but when dogs fight him, he'll just close his eyes and take it. Like, he doesn't care. He'll try to play with them, play with them, and then if they get mad and they fight him, they beat him up, then he'll just close his eyes and take it. Then when they're done, it's like nothing happening. He just keeps trying to play with them. Oh, that sounds like a real cute dog. Yeah, I bring him to the gym sometimes. Um, I got him after my fight against Mercier. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, really? Did, did, like, to cheer you up? Well, no, I got uh, for the for a sponsor. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. He, that, yeah. he, he he sponsored my wrestling team too. Oh That's yeah, nice guy. Yeah, I yeah he is from really South Carolina. Like he actually gives you, people. You met him? Yeah, I never met him. He's like he's a big guy, but he, and he he gives out bulldogs. People whose nickname are bulldog. Yeah. So he gives you one, Felice. <laughs> I think he gave. I, I, yeah, he gives a lot of people to bulldogs. Yeah, and that's well. <laughs> I guess I'll, that's the best thing I got out of my out of my short UFC career. That's for sure. Well, listen. Well, the guy um, that you fought last time, Tyler Milner. You know, he's got six knockouts in in his eight wins. So, were you a little bit going gun shy at all, or like worried about your chin at all? No, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't think about it. Like Crouch was talking about that too. My coach, he was saying, you know, we just gotta get out there and we start. We just gotta get out there and start. Don't let anything get in your head. But honestly, like I didn't think about it at all. I was. I just went out there. I knew what I was gonna do, and I just did it. Um, I don't get too nervous really, so I wasn't worried about it or anything. But yeah, if anyone knows um, the Sure Dog Fight Finder guy, have him. Uh, <laughs> so who we fight next? Uh, I, I have a name, but they asked him, so I'm not going to say anything because, you know, do you know where guy, it is? Uh, it'll be in South Dakota again, but yeah, I don't, I don't like to say like who it is before they say yes, because guys sometimes just have things going on. Like right, if it right, was right. Like, like, if they offered a guy who had been talking shit to me and he said no, then I'd put him on blast. But has anybody ever talked shit to you? Some... Sometimes, yeah, but not too. Not Who would talk shit to you? You're like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. You're a great fighter. Um, oh, all right, a different subject, right? So that whole oil pipeline that was going oh, on. Oh, in Standing Ground. Was that near you? No, it's in. It's on the border of South Dakota and North Dakota, and where I'm from is on the border of Nebraska. So it's on the bottom. To get to Standing Rock, it'll probably be about five and a half. Six hours. So were people that uh, in your reservation affected by it, or were they uh, going to protest? Uh, yeah, a lot of people that I know went up there um, and protested. And did you protest? Wild. No, I didn't go up there. I don't know. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. That's okay. <laughs> they were well there were a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Now, okay. So the, so the girlfriend, seven years. She wants a ring. 
I don't see why you wouldn't put a ring on this girl. Uh, I don't get what, what. What is it? What, what are you? What are you scared of? Is this like flying again? Or, or no? I don't know. Trapped? I like. I don't. I don't see what's different about it. Like I already feel like we're committed to each other for life. But she wants it. She wants. <laughs> she wants the wedding. Well, she wants a lot of things though. Like okay, that's. <laughs> but she wants the wedding. She wants people to say it's my husband, the fighter. So well, they could call me your husband. That's all right. <laughs> Maybe she's, I don't know. Is she going to take your last name? Or is it going to be many horses, Mashad? She's said that she would hyphenate. And I'm like, man, that's a lot. That's that's yeah. a mouthful. That's yeah. a lot going on. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't care. If she doesn't, if she didn't take my name, I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't care. Uh, Maybe it'd help with my, with my branding if I took her I name. I told you you should do that. <laughs> yeah. I told you you should play it up. I didn't realize how offensive I was being, but, but no. I, I, I told you you should come out Well, there. it's one of those, I mean, like everyone asked, you know, I had a couple of my buddies just this summer get married and it's like, oh, did you take her name? You know, uh, everyone asked that. Like, I don't, I don't care. Now, but. do they actually have rain dances at your reservation or not? <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe they used to, but not anymore. So, no, okay. That's a myth? That's, I don't know if it's a myth, I th- but I mean, the thing about a rain dance is you just dance until it starts raining, right? And then dancing. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe not. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no. She has nice skin, your wife. Not, I mean, your girlfriend, right? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, she's slim. She's uh, slim. Her mom's and, slim. And she does jujitsu too, I heard. Yeah, she just started. She, well, not just started. She started last year and she's got two stripes on her white belt, so... When she first started, I had been trying to make her do it for a while. I even bought her some gloves, seeing if she'd um, take some striking classes. And nope, never did it, never did it. Then she says, if you buy me a gi, I'll start taking jiu-jitsu. So I'm like, all right, I'll, wow. I'll get you a gi. And she starts, and she's doing it for a while. She did an in-house tournament, beat someone, end up getting second to one of her friends. I mean, some one of my good friends, his wife, and good friends with her too. And she ended up taking second. And I think after that, she ended up getting a, her first stripe. And she would talk, like when people would ask her about it, she's like, oh, you got a stripe? She said, yeah, it's a pity stripe. <laughs> it's a pity stripe. John, yeah. She's saying, John Crouch feels sorry for me, so he gave me a stripe, so I'll keep coming. Oh, whatever. And Crouch is getting upset. He's like, I don't do that. I don't give pity stripes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's a pity stripe. How's uh, Mackenzie Deeran doing? Uh, she's doing good. Um, you know, she's all hard worker and just getting ready for that fight was it March weird having her at the gym because of her reputation and stuff was it like a big deal like what do you mean like because she's like a world champion like um no like she does I mean she doesn't act like she's any better than anyone else you know when she's in the gym she just does what the coaches say or if someone tries to help her with something like if I try to help her with some wrestling she's acceptive of it and i think to be a world champ that's kind of how you have to be you know you can't think oh i know everything already and like she knows she knows what she doesn't know you know like she's aware that you know striking's what she needs to learn and she needs to learn some wrestling to get people down on the ground so she's receptive of help nice any crazy gym stories of somebody that came in that had an attitude that you guys all fucked up uh I don't know. There's been some people that come in that are like big headed and trying to get some hard rounds in and we're like, all right, well, you know, but I don't know. I don't even really remember too many names. I'm real bad with names. Is O'Malley getting wars at the gym? Uh, it's always fun to watch him, to watch him go. Like he's always, you know, spinning around, flipping around and doing some crazy shit. Crazy shit. Yeah. And 
but I don't know. We try not to, most of us try not to, you know, spend our wars in the gym when we're not getting paid. Right. Yeah. So that's a good but point. Not everybody. <laughs> so where can people find you? Um, Phoenix. No. no. Uh, on Twitter, I believe it's at Bulldog UFC. I made that handle whenever I was in the UFC. So I just kept it because I got the blue check mark and I don't want to lose it. Right. So it's B U L L D A W G UFC at Insta. I think it's Bulldog155 because I made that handle with the blue check mark when I was, you know, at 155, even though I'm not anymore. And yeah. Uh, oh, I got a Facebook, my Facebook fan page too, and I have my store on there where you could buy my shirts so i'm not just gonna give you a little little promo love it uh just search david bulldog mashad and i should show up and go on there and buy a shirt <laughs> okay nice i i uh i love it well listen thank you so much for uh doing the podcast it's an honor man i'm happy being your friend being the fan you're just, oh it was you're, a good time you're a great dude you're 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 somebody that i think uh you're a champion at life uh and i and i you know i aspire to be like you so uh thank you and uh uh guys next week i will be in seattle recording my new cd in seattle at the underground i'll be there friday and thursday friday saturday the week after that at the comedy cave in calgary uh so check me out go to adamhunter.com to find dates and uh thank you guys so much Take yeah care. don't miss him if he's in your town don't miss him he's so fucking funny uh, th- thank you appreciate it uh, take care guys bye trap songs and trap don'ts Tunis songs to hook them door but land that's told and door but the moral